You're listening to the She's On Her Toes podcast, episode seven. She's On Her Toes podcast is about getting ahead in the business of fitness. We'll take a real life look at what it takes to own and operate a boutique fitness studio, sharing what it's really like to run a business. You know, all the stuff they don't teach you in business school. Well, welcome back. Welcome to episode seven of the She's on Her Toes podcast. I'm Carolyn Hearn, and I'm here, as always, with my managers, Emily and Christina. Say hello. Hi. And we're here for another exciting episode. This episode, I guess before we get into that, I just want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. And please subscribe and leave a review because leaving reviews helps us reach a broader audience and will help more people find the podcast. So this week's review shout out goes to actually a client of ours. She takes class at Pure Bar Winston-Salem and Pure Bar Clemens. So this particular person, SAC100193, I don't even really know who this client is, to be honest with you, they've disguised themselves so much. But she says, Carolyn, Christina, and Emily are incredible. As one of PBWS, PBC, uh, sees extremely satisfied clients, thank you very much, hearing all the hard work they put in is really cool, and they have some awesome business life hacks. So that is actually referring to episode two and three. So if you want to go back and listen to those you can hear all about our business and life hacks. Uh, that was super informative, and uh, we actually heard some really good feedback from those episodes. So go back and listen to those if you're trying to catch up um, from the beginning when we started. And uh, this week is a little special for She's on Her Toes. We are doing the Build a Better Business five-day challenge. Uh, If you're not sure what that is, please go to the website, www.she'sonhertoes.com, or the Instagram, she's on her toes. Everything, she's on her toes. It's super easy. But throughout this week, you'll take a cold, hard look at how you can build a better business and whether it's time to hire an employee to help you take your business to the next level. Each day, I'll walk you through a quick mini lesson on how to become more effective and efficient in your business. You'll just spend about 15 minutes each day making some small improvements, and these are the exact steps that I took before uh, I took a big leap forward and hired enough employees to help me run my business. It was a super pivotal time for me. It was about two years ago when I just started working for my business coach. and. Uh, Uh, I'm also going to be on Instagram Live every morning at 6 a.m. to help you get through these lessons and provide some insights. Uh, And if you can't make it up that early, don't worry about it. I will save all the videos in my highlights for you to watch later in the week, uh, later in the day or later in the week if you need to. So it's not too late to participate. It's only Tuesday, so you just missed the one lesson on Monday. You can totally make that up. Go to she'sonhertoes.com and read the post about the Build a Better Business Challenge. Click the link and you'll get access to a special Google Drive where all the mini lessons are available for you to download and work on. All right, so but today's topic, let's get into that. Super complimentary to the Build a Better Business Challenge. We're going to be talking about how to hire a rock star team. And I guess to lead in today, I take full responsibility for my business successes and failures. 
I made all the decisions to shape my business, so I guess I have to take accountability and responsibility for those. But it wasn't until I looked at running my business differently that great things really started to happen for me and my team and the business. So like one thing I hope everyone understands, and this is all in the book that I wrote, She's on Her Toes, um, is that a business is, you know, there's a definition of a business, and that is a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. And this means that you are free to work on your business, not in it. The business is fully functioning without you. And the person that said this is Brad Sugars. I'm sure none of you know who Brad Sugars is, but he is the founder of Action Coach and he is basically my business coach's boss. So he's kind of her inspiration. He founded that company and all of the things that, that she is teaching me kind of came from this man, Brad Sugars, who's awesome. He's uh, Australian, super crazy. And I've met him a bunch of times. He's awesome. I uh, got my picture taken with him. <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right. But anyways, uh, does that describe your business? Is it profitable? Can it work without you? Can you work on the business rather than in it? Can you stay home or go on vacation and everything will happen without you? Will the doors be unlocked and clients served? Will you see money deposited into your bank account if you're not there doing everything? That is a huge one. If the answer is no, then guess what, y'all? You own a job, not a business, and that sucks. Once I realized how important it is to hire the right team and give them the responsibility of running my business, that's when things really started falling into place. Hiring the right team is the difference between owning a job and owning a business. It's huge. And today, we're going to talk about how to hire a rock star team. We're not looking to hire warm bodies to go through the motions. No, sir. We want rock stars that strive for excellence and make the business great. So I guess a little anecdote for Emily and Christina. I know they've heard me talk about this a bunch and they're probably tired of hearing about it, but I really like this anecdote, is that one of our clients here, actually, owner of two successful restaurants in the area, told me once that you aren't really a business owner until you've fired someone, almost lost all your money, and been sued. I've managed to accomplish two out of those three. To find out which two they are, you'll have to read the book. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess I'm almost there. Goals, woo, -hoo, yeah. Uh, but seriously, when I talk to small business owners or even friends that work for large corporations, if the subject of hiring comes up, the following is often said. Quote, it's so hard to find good people, unquote. I can never find anyone good to work for me. I wish I didn't have employees. And I'm sorry, I know I've said all of these things at one point. Not, none of them recently, of course. Um, but I mean, is this true? Is it hard to find good people? Is it impossible? Like, why do we say things like this all the time? Like, what are you on it? What are y'all's thoughts on that? I think like when you hear that stress come from people, Typically, it's that they're just not looking for the right people, or they're not attracting the right people. They might be looking for the right people. They have a candidate in mind. They've got this idea of like their pers perfect person to join their team, and but are they portraying like the the same thing? Are they actually, um, you know, do they are they hiring in a process that really attracts that person to them, or are they just you know pulling? Uh, resumes and calling people cold and trying to find somebody. So I think it all starts with the employer and how they approach the hiring process. 
Right, and I also feel that um, people probably say that a lot because you do end up, you hire people and they made a really good first impression and then a couple months in or about a year or so in some uh, true colors start to come out that you were not aware of. Um, but if you go through the process that Carolyn is um, does now, <laughs> I'd say we have been really lucky and have found really good employees because of the process and the extra steps you take and time spent finding those people and the questions you ask and whatnot and interviews and all of that. Because um, I will say the interview for this job when I just started out as front desk was probably one of the most involved ones and I like interviewed at schools and whatnot been to a, a, a lot of interviews and this I was pretty impressed at how thorough it was yeah <laughs> yeah I would agree with that like we have a very long lengthy process it's very involved and it's that's by design like if you can't follow the steps it takes to get hired here then how am I going to know that you can follow the steps to work here when I'm not like around I mean I can't be here that's one of the things as owners I think we are you know always just trying to be in the studio so our studio is open from six in the morning until seven thirty at night uh, five days a week and then on the weekends I can't be in the studio physically every single hour I mean I, in the beginning I was there every single hour and it was not awesome and I got really burnt out and I got really sick I hurt myself again all of these things are in this in the book so you can read about all the idiot things that I did over like my first two years of business before I finally like got a wake-up call and started to make some changes and hire the right people but and I guess I feel like I should apologize for my voice. Like, anyone that doesn't live in Winston-Salem maybe isn't aware about how bad the pollen and allergy season is here. And I typically lose my voice at least once a year. So apparently it's happening now. Right? Pollen everywhere right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. When your car is green, when your house is green, when you can literally see it floating in the yeah, air. Yeah, You know, it's, it's bad news. But, um, yeah, I mean, back to hiring, like, yeah, there's a reason we do everything in our hiring process, and it's designed to make sure that we have like maximum comfort and knowing that you are, you know, capable of following directions, capable of listening, capable of providing customer service, you know, capable of communicating, uh, providing a good uh, first impression of the business. All those things, because it's all it's very important. We all have to work together as one team to make it all happen, and you know, we've got. You know, hundreds of clients at this point um, pushing up against that thousand number, and I mean that's a lot of people. We've got to make sure that every single interaction they have with us is awesome. But I guess like one of the things like I will say is you know I've got a few friends that uh, you know are small business owners always complaining about their employees or you know employees leaving, having high turnover, that kind of thing, and it really starts with two things one you your leadership if you are a bad leader then you know that's what you got to work on and that trickles down to both Emily and Christina as managers like anyone in a managing role or an owner role you've got to be a good leader to your team and work on that and that's something I work on constantly every day you know for an hour I try to read or listen to podcasts that help me with that helping me help me make good decisions and develop my leadership um, and that's like a continuous thing like you never like 
like max out on leadership, right? <laughs> like you need to keep it up. But then also too is like your culture. If your company culture sucks, then guess what? Your employees are going to suck too. Like that's or they're going to leave. Yeah, <laughs> that's reality. Yeah, I mean, so like we've got to have those two things. Like we have to have strong leaders and you have to have a great culture. And I think like one thing like that we really want to start talking about now is like what makes a great working environment or a great culture in the studio? I mean, why is it that the people that stay here have been here five plus years, three plus years? I mean, we really don't have a lot of team members at this point that have been around for less than three years. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think I think there's so many things that go into this um, that you can do individually on your level for your business, but I really think one of the most important things is that your employees feel valued, that your employees feel like passionate about what they're doing, and that you, that they feel trusted and respected by you. So the same things that you want as a business owner, as a business leader in your relationships outside of work, that's what you have to give to your employees. If they don't feel respected or or they don't feel passionate about what they're doing, um, or they don't feel like they can make a mistake. They don't. They don't feel. They don't trust you. You're going to really turn them off, and they're not going to be with you for very long. So it's important in the beginning, when you um, even just before you even meet that employee, that you build your strong like culture around your studio and, and make sure around your business, and make sure that everybody on your team agrees with it. Everybody on your team practices it every day. And then when you bring somebody new on, you build a foundation with them so that they know they can come to you. They know that they can make mistakes. They know that they're going to grow and learn um, while they're here with you. And in turn, they are passionate about what they're doing. So you really have that like internal drive from them. So it's not just like, oh, I'm going to work. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to work. I'm, I'm going somewhere where I really love what I do. And I, you know, I'm set up to be successful in this environment. Um, so it's all about like, in my opinion, it's all, all about really building like that foundation with every employee and making sure your team um, all revolves around that culture and mission that you have created for your business. Totally agree. That was what you said. Um, Ditto. Just to add to it, I think it's really important to know that we've talked about this in previous podcasts, but to know it or previous episodes, you know that you can make a mistake and not have your head bitten off for it. Um, And just know you learn from it and don't do it again. Um, But just know it's a safe place where we obviously know everyone's trying to do their best and it wasn't intentional. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So just knowing that that is okay and feeling safe in the environment you work in is a lot. There's a lot to be said for that. Because if you don't, you, I mean, you're on edge the whole time. And and you're probably not going to be truthful. And you know what I mean? Like you're going to start to like think of. And that leads into the clients and the vibe and how they feel. And you just are. You don't probably want to come to yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, you want to build like a transparent, you know, like yeah. that circle yeah. of trust, right? Yes. Whatever that's yep. called. You just yeah. want your employees, you want the, You want to build like internal drive with them so that they want to acquire a client, that they want to make the sale. And they're excited to say like, oh, I just sold this. And, and they're proud and they want to mm-hmm. tell you, you don't want to create a client that's terrified to do something because... Um, oh my gosh, what if I have to tell her I made a mistake? Like, or him, like he's going to, yeah, employee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. An employee. If they have to, if they have to tell you, oh my God, I'm terrified to tell my boss that I made a mistake. Like they're not going to take any chances. They're not going to, you know, do anything to try to further the business because they're trying to 
be safe and you want to create an environment where everybody feels like they can really like do their best to pitch in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, if your employees are paranoid uh, to, yeah, like do the right thing to help you grow your business, then yeah, that you have to look at like how they got that way. Like is it because of actions and things that you have done to like make them act that way? Uh, yeah, so definitely, certainly, we definitely talk about like, yes, you will make mistakes here, and that's 100% totally fine. But like, what you want to avoid is making the same mistake twice. Like, if you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, then come on. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, you gotta like get it together. You're not listening. You don't, or you don't care. And right. like, that's when we start having problems. But like, of course, people make mistakes, and I always say, we can fix pretty much everything. So. You know, if you rang something up wrong, if you told a client something wrong, that's fine. Usually we have to honor it, but um, because that's what you told them. Yeah. But um, yeah, going forward, just learning from those mistakes and trying to be better. It's just that whole like striving for excellence, trying to be continuously improving. And yeah, I mean, that's how you move forward in business. That's how you grow. And like grow, not only grow like your revenue and your, you know, net income, but grow the like skills of your employees. Yeah. And I think that like, I think that's why we have such a great, like the people that leave us typically leave us for like big life events, they're moving, you know, they're, they're doing something big in, in life that's taking them away from us. But everybody here like really feels empowered and they feel like from when they started to where they are now, they feel like they've grown and they feel like their skills, you know, is if, whether they're selling retail or just being a better teacher, whatever it is, um, you know, we, Carolyn works really hard and that trickles down to Christina and I working really hard to make everybody feel important and so people don't want to leave they want to stay because mm -hmm. they get such a great feeling from being at work yeah I guess like one thing and we're just like totally vibing on this so <laughs> completely going kind of off of our, of our topics and like what we had planned on talking about but like we'll just keep going with it because <laughs> this is what we love to talk about is that you know I hear from owners other business owners all the time well I don't want to train my people too much <laughs> because then they'll leave oh. okay well like if you don't really give them the responsibility give them um, kind of like the challenges that they need to, I guess, like thrive as an individual and like feel like they're accomplishing things, then they're not doing anything for you. Why are you paying them? And All like, right. you know what, if they do leave, that's totally fine. Like hopefully they've left and go on to bigger, better things. And like, that's a direct reflection on you. Like, I mean, yes, people have left this organization and we've got some really talented women out there and I could not be more proud of them. And I know that some of the things that are moving them forward have been the result of working here, and that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, like if you're not going to train people to like be their best, then why are you paying them? Yeah, you might as well be. You might as well work all the time yeah. because, right. like, yeah. what's the point of having some? To be yeah, you will. All the time. You will because they'll be calling you and yeah. texting you, and you'll be fixing mistakes, and you'll uh -huh. because you haven't yeah. you haven't given them the skills they need. Yeah. I mean, and like just to be fair, like we've definitely made hiring mistakes. I've made a really big one. Again, you can read about it in the book. I'm not going to go into it here. Yeah, and you know, there's always that chance that you're going to make a mistake. But like, hopefully, you you know have built out a robust team so that if you do have a mistake, and this definitely happened when I had to um, 
you know, end our relationship with this employee that was not a good fit culturally. Uh, you know, the rest of the team really rallied to help out. This person was a very, had a very large role in the organization and it was going to be pretty significant to try to replace her right away. And I only have women that work for me, so like, it's a her. It's a her. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, if a man wanted to come work here, that'd be awesome. But we, so far, we haven't had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But really, you know, when you know that person left the organization, the rest of the team really stepped up to help out. I mean, and I always say this too, and like, like we can definitely talk more about it. But when you have a strong culture and you've kind of built up like what your culture is, you know, you're defining it. Your employees are not defining it. They're like living and abiding by it and agreeing to it. If you don't create your culture, then your employees will create it for you and they'll probably create a really bad one that you don't want. So like you as the owner have to step up and lead and explain to everyone, this is what this business is about. This is what we believe in. This is like what we stand for. This is how we're gonna treat our clients and you know work every day and the goals that we're trying to strive towards Uh, because if you don't set that tone then it will literally be chaos but then another thing is is like one thing that we've definitely found here and I'd love to hear from everybody like out there listening if this is something that you've found similar if you have a strong culture as we do is that when somebody kind of like slips or you know, isn't like working to their full potential. Um, Like one of the things about our culture is like we're always striving for continuous excellence, so continuous improvement. If somebody kind of isn't meeting that goal or isn't like living up to that standard, it gets really Lord of the Flies around here. And they are completely shut out from the inner circle. Like nobody wants to help them. Nobody wants to have anything to do with them. And then it's really just a matter of time before they've, you know, have to be shown the exit like it every single time yeah it's really incredible yeah I think I think like when you have and I don't I don't the first time Carolyn like explained that to me like I I was like okay but like I don't think it ever happens on purpose I don't think you know the team isn't like okay we're done with her you know they're not like Uh but it's like you've created this group yes you have an expectation yeah Yeah. and you've your team feels that way and they you know they're working for that every day and then you know they see somebody okay you make one mistake that's fine okay you do it twice and then once that continues it's like well I'm working really hard I know my team is working really hard like why are you no longer working hard and they really do kind of become like shut out and you know the support it's you know there's the support for them kind of starts to wane and it's like the team has high expectations for themselves and for their colleagues and when that starts to when they notice that that starts to kind of wane from somebody it really does the team kind of like has a way of showing them that yeah, it's it, every, every time. Every, yeah. and, and that gives you, that's great as a business owner because you can kind of start to see her as a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you were already feeling that about that person, but once you see that about the team, or maybe you weren't even aware of it for whatever reason, and then you start to notice that the team, it gives you a really good um, kind of heads up, like, okay, there's something going on, yeah. um, and you yeah. can kind of take action from there. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, beyond, you know, having this great working environment, having this awesome culture, I mean, we've kind of touched on this, but you have to be a good leader. 
And I really want to talk about leadership. It's definitely something that I'm super fascinated by. And just obviously there are different leadership styles. And I certainly have one that I work under um, as well. Emily and Christina have their own. They're totally different from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's literally, like leadership is literally the most important distinction between great places to work and terrible places to work. So I really just want to touch on that. And I'm sure we could talk about this for like a day. So mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much. There's so much. I just think um, that being a leader it's really important, especially for your employees, to see you lead by example. So if you have expectations for your employees, you better be holding those up. And I don't mean that, you know, that you're doing the same work as your employees or whatever, but if you have an expectation of being on time, well, you better be on time. If you have an expectation of, you know, always greeting your clients with a smile, well, you better do it because (laughs) they really feed off of you and um, it reinforces those things to them. So if you, like, even when you're having an off day and you come in, in, um, you better be ready to hold up your principles of your organization because if you don't, your your employees are going to notice that and they're going to start to think, well, if it doesn't matter, like if that's not important for her to be on time, I'm not going to be on time. And then where is your argument when you confront them about that? You know, you just, yeah. you need to hold up those expectations and show, you don't even ever have to say anything. Your employees will notice right. and it's just another reinforcement of what's important to you and what's important to your business. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Pretty much everything Emily said, sort of in a way, how you present yourself and how you go about um, managing and whatnot um, sets the tone for everyone that works there. And just even day to day, it sets the tone. You know, you could have an employee coming in that's having a rough, or had a rough morning or something, and you need to be their their number one cheerleader that day. And um, it really shows that because we do care. I feel like we all have really good relationships with everyone, good friendships and whatnot with everyone that works here, but they're professional because we all respect each other. But you really set the tone. I think it really starts with how you treat everyone else and the level of professionalism mm-hmm. that you carry and do within what you do. Like as a manager, it sets the tone for what everyone else does within their part of the team and whatnot. Yeah, yeah totally agree. Yeah. And I guess, like, one thing, um, and I'll include this in the show notes, but, you know, it was really interesting. There's this book called Rocket Fuel, and I read it, oh gosh, it's been a while, maybe like a year ago. And there's also, like, an online little, like, quiz that you can take. So I'll include the link to that as well in the show notes on the website. But, you know, they're really, like, two, like, every business needs, like, two people. One is a visionary and one is an integrator. And Emily's smiling because, (laughs) like, the the second I found out about this book, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I'm the visionary. Like, I knew I was – I took the the quiz. I knew I was the visionary. Like, the one that comes up with the big ideas but doesn't really know how to execute them. (laughs) That's me. Like, like I'm sure some of y'all think that I'm – like this real jerk to work for but really like I am a I do not micromanage like I'm pretty much hands-off I'm like y'all this is what I want happening (laughs) go do it I'm not going to give you any framework Mm -hmm. you just figure it out and to like complete it to you know your satisfaction and uh like you know however you want to do it and then I'm like as long as it gets done I'm good I'll check back with you hopefully it's done they're like totally like oh my god (laughs) um (laughs) 
But yeah, but then the integrator is the person who's like all into like checklists and like making sure stuff gets done. Sure <laughs> gets done. And I was like, Emily, will you take this quiz? Like, and I'm like, I'm like panicking. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta be one of them. I don't know which one she is. <laughs> I'm out. If this I'm like, okay, out, I hope yeah. this works. <laughs> well, I knew Emily was an integrator, and she and the test confirmed it. Confirmed. But I mean, you know, every business needs those two roles, and I'm pretty sure Christine is an integrator too. Yeah, I think I might be as well. She yeah. hasn't taken the test. Yet. I think I'm alright. Maybe all. Maybe with all my ideas, I need two integrators. Yeah. But, um, I think you do. <laughs> of the book being called rocket fuel is that like once you as a visionary find your integrator that's when things like really take off like your business like rockets like it's like rocket fuel like it just like accelerates everything everything starts running better because as a visionary like I said you're not into details like you don't care about like the tiny like you know things that are going to keep it all together or like the logistics of everything you're just focused on like this awesome idea that you have and like what if no if nobody's there to like help you you know integrate it or yeah. create it make it happen make yeah. it happen yeah, yeah then you're like at a loss well, I think so. that's like another point that brings up is like as a leader knowing what your strengths are yeah so like sure, I definitely. like my strength is not these big ideas like but absolutely my strength is like taking breaking them down like Carolyn gives me an idea and I'm like okay Google <laughs> Google Drive I got a Google sheet open yeah, I got yeah. this but like if if I was trying to do the other like, role I barely know how to do Google Drive like it's really a miracle we have that, a shared file that I, I don't think she opens them <laughs> I don't I know I don't, I don't. Good to know. It's really amazing. When I had to create the Google Drive for my, this uh, five-day challenge, I did it all myself. I was going to say, I, oh, I didn't do that. It took me a while to figure out. <laughs> truthfully, truthfully. But, yeah, if Carolyn was spending her day trying to, like, implement these things when she could, you know, her energy is better served coming up with ideas. And same for me. Like, it would, we would be in a standstill if I was oh, constantly trying yes. to uh-huh. come up with new ideas, you know. It's, yep. So it's – as a leader – it's good to know what your strengths are and it's good to know what your employees strengths are and how you can leverage that so like if you have an employee that's super outgoing give her those tasks of like calling clients don't give your really you know quiet and meek employee don't make them pick up the phone and call 30 people like it's just not going to be the best use of their time find something else that they can be successful at and kind of knowing your employee Mm -hmm. styles and being able to play to them is going to make everybody more successful set everyone up for success always. (laughs) Well, we had so much to talk about, talking about how to hire a rock star team that we actually uh, will continue the discussion next week in kind of a part two episode. So you'll have to stay tuned until next week to hear the rest of our very lengthy conversation. I really think we could have talked about how to hire uh, a rock star team, how to hire great employees, how to be strong leaders ourselves, for the whole day. It was awesome. It was a great talk. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned and listen next week uh, for the second half of that episode. And thank you so much for listening. I would love to remind everyone that uh, your listening is super important to us. So we would love it if you could subscribe to the podcast on Apple Uh, podcasts and iTunes. If you could also leave a review, that would be super helpful. And if you have any friends that you think might be interested and enjoy the podcast, then please 
uh, give us a shout, refer us and let them know about it. And we'll keep building the community. So thanks so much. We'll see everyone next week. And then also, yeah, I hope everyone is enjoying the Build a Better Business five-day challenge. It is not too late to start. It's uh, just Tuesday. So you just missed Monday. You can easily catch up. All of the quick mini lessons are exactly that. They're quick. They're about 15 minutes a day. You'll want to go to the website, www.she'sonhertoes.com. And click on the link to gain access to the special Google Drive with all of those mini lessons. You can join me on Instagram Live uh, every day this week at 6 in the morning. I will kind of go through those lessons with you. First thing, early bird gets the worm and the burn if you're in the studio. And uh, you'll get those lessons done and take some pretty significant steps to improve your business in five short days. So looking forward to finishing up the Build a Better Business five-day challenge with you and catching you uh, for the continuation of our talk about how to hire a rock star team next week. Thanks so much. Be deep, to be light, to just breathe, it's okay to be 
Ha 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 